0: what happens in vegas stays in vegas and today we're gonna put the soap
1: in opera let's Let's learn a thing thing or two yeah Yeah. all right welcome yeah all right welcome back to the two top podcast welcome back we are here we have some topics matt recently i was on a flight to kansas city missouri wow and you know southwest it's a short, short flight you know i stopped in st louis for like an hour and then you know it's not it's like 45 minutes from saint louis to kansas city hour and a half from philly to saint louis that's not bad it's just enough time to like you know watch a movie okay yeah and i watched a movie that i've never seen but i feel like i i should have seen it's an old movie is it a classic 2001 space odyssey or 2009 i think it was 2001 2009 2009 anyway it's oceans 11 matt oh i've never seen it a heist the heist yeah the classic heist in the mgm grand las vegas i always
0: thought oceans 11 was about a submarine
1: i also well what's funny is so the guy is like daniel ocean and then he has like 11 crew of 11 guys ah that's cool that's real cool but I've never watched it all the way through, but I, like, hunkered down and I watched all of Ocean's Eleven. And it's a, it's a great movie. It's really, like, a h- amazing heist movie that, like, it has the, oh, man, are they going to get caught? And then it has, like, the biggest payoff in the end. It's just, like, oh, that's so smart. But that made me think. I've always wanted to talk about Las Vegas on this podcast because Las Vegas, from, for me, is... It's an interesting place, but also I view it from, like, architecture. You can view Las Vegas from, like, an architectural standpoint. You can view Las Vegas from a hospitality standpoint, a government standpoint. It's just a place. It's the oasis in the desert. It really is. And, and what to-
0: happens there stays there, Thomas.
1: Yes, it's what, what they happens say. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Nevada's most populated city uh, with the and the 28th most populated city in the United States. Las Vegas is located in the Mojave Desert. And it's known as a resort city for gambling, shopping, fine dining, entertainment and nightlife. And do you know what Las Vegas is in Spanish?
0: Vegas, the Vegas. Vega. No, I don't know what Vega is. Vegas, Vegas
1: is Vegas. Vegas. The somethings. It's the meadow. The meadow. Really? Vega. Yeah.
0: The meadow, in the middle of the Mojave Desert. The meadow. That's pretty neat.
1: And, you know, Vegas has had a crazy history, you know? Oh, yeah. I,
0: I just actually watched a little thing on how it was started. I'm curious to see if yeah, I actually, it with what I just learned.
1: I watched a documentary on it before this to, like, really get it down. So we can start, you know, where were people going? They were going out west, seek new lands. And then with the gold rush and Las Vegas was in the perfect spot between Salt Lake City and the just the, the west East, coast I guess yeah the west coast
0: yeah california
1: so las vegas was the it had water and it was decided that it would be like a nice little railroad hub in between and at the time it was also like kind of salt lake city the mormons so it was mm-hmm. a, mainly supposed to be a dry working city except for two two uh drinking blocks but then the main street was um it was decided that oh there's a little loophole here that like if you have a hotel you can sell liquor so a lot of so the saloons all... would just have like a couple bars and that would be yeah. saloon row
0: so they could become more drink there there could be more drinking establishments yeah and, and that, eventually the whole city popped up
1: and what's funny is that was fremont street which is now like that main the strip
0: street. yeah they call it the strip I've never been. Have you been?
1: I have been. Wow. I w- I was too young to fully appreciate it. I'm sure if we went now, yeah, I think it, it would be, be fun to go. Experience. I want
0: to go to a convention out there. Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't know about the nightlife. I'm not much for for nightlife. But I feel like when in Vegas,
1: you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta but, kill some people. So Vegas, though, it wasn't it wasn't much. It was just like a little town. and It had water. It was like so you said, a railroad small. hub almost. But during the depression and kind of the stuff that came after it was decided well it wasn't decided it just happened a couple 30 miles away Hoover Dam was uh, being created and with the new work tons of workers were coming out to find jobs and Las Vegas started to boom because of the construction of Hoover Dam so that dam that also nowadays supplies power to that whole area of the US it's like it is the that was the like the kind of another push to get like Las Vegas going now after the dam was finished like there was a drop like Las Vegas could have died off because of the lack of people i mean
0: like workers you mean that yeah. were working on the dam and or like, families that lived around it yeah
1: people would move away because at the time i mean it wasn't the gambling powerhouse tourism didn't really kick off until like the 50s 60s which this I'm going to get like into
0: definitely after the depression.
1: Yeah, so the only thing that really popped up was due to the weather conditions um the US military actually set up a lot of set up an air base there. Oh, wait a minute. Where's Area 51, Thomas? It's in the somewhere in the desert out it's there. It's in the desert, but it was actually the Nels Air Force Base, which is actually okay. where the Thunderbirds are from.
0: Oh, uh, the the um Air Force.
1: Yeah. Thunderbird
0: Jet Group Squadron.
1: So, World War II comes around, comes and goes, and now Vegas is starting to grow.
0: With tourism.
1: Yes. So, there's this guy. I don't know if this has ever, if you remember or ever heard the name. Do you know Bubsy? Bugsy.
0: Bugsy. Bugsy the mobster.
1: Yep. He started it. He opened up the hotel. What was the hotel called? The Flamingo. The
0: Flamingo. And that was the first big hotel
1: out there, right? Casino. Yeah. It was the first... Is it That's the first it casino in, all, in
0: total, like, ever? Well, that
1: was the first, like, real hotel casino in Vegas. It was
0: big, yeah. Was, now we're talking the same language. I saw a little documentary on, on Bugsy because he mysteriously disappeared. Or, no, he didn't disappear. He was killed Yeah, he was gunned
1: down in Beverly Hills. And
0: no one knows who killed him or why, but he was obviously part it's, of the mob. Yeah, it's
1: rumored that it was due to mob money because, you know, he used the mob's money to Fun, pay for yeah. the Flamingo, and he... You know, you got to pay your debts.
0: Well, and apparently he went into debt while building it. And I think that's probably why people were after him. That's obviously. why he
1: went to the gamblers, the, yeah. um, the gangsters to get that money. So the mob built Las Vegas. They did. That's a fact. And to the, today it's not so much, not at all, because Vegas has kind of turned. But let's see. Now we're in this timeline. We're talking about Bugsy. And we're talking about World War II just finishing. And you know what we did to end World War II? We dropped a big bomb. Yeah. And nuclear. Th- what I found super surprising is that Vegas was actually used as a tourist destination for people to watch atomic testing. Because they did
0: it in the, the Mojave Desert. Yeah, that's right. Nuclear testing was a thing. I'm actually reading a book right now, Cat's Cradle, about the, the man. It's like a fictional account, but about them testing the bomb and, and creating it. And people were so curious. I'm curious. I would have gone out to see a nuclear
1: bomb, right? Yeah. Well, Could Vegas, you imagine? Vegas went all out with this. Like hotels would have... Like viewing decks almost? Yeah, viewing decks. Wow. It's like people, they would like organize trips to go view it. That's, there was, that's tourism right there theres Adam girls competitions I saw uh, <laughs> Adam girls I saw there was um the atomic cocktails were being made I think it's uh, <laughs> one uh it's like are they green or red it's a splash of champagne a sl- splash of brandy that's such a like a like a drink at that like the 50s I guess yeah it's a very uh, 50s drink I want to look it up real quick atomic cocktail.
0: So, that was created from the atomic viewing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's not because just people, called people atomic. People were
1: watching these giant balls. I mean, see, Las Vegas was in a good place. It was south of all the testings. So, nothing would really affect them. But a lot <laughs> well, of. I would hope so. It's a little tangent, but a lot of the people who were w- directly east of it, that's kind of. Some radiation. High and cancer. Stuff? Yeah, high cancer was coming from that.
0: Jeez. Yeah, I could imagine. There's not that much space in the desert. I mean, there's plenty, but nuclear but, power is pretty strong
1: but this kind of started to turn vegas into tourism vegas is not <laughs> vegas's economy is not based off of oh how many products we can make it is not an industrial city it is a tourist mecca it is a destination it is the entertainment it is the night hosting platform it's the gambling yeah yeah and it gets a little into the architecture of it it's like the architecture of Las Vegas is so not garish, but it's just so extreme, because what you're doing is you're saving, creating memories for these people who come and look at Las Vegas.
0: So they need extreme imagery, right?
1: I mean, even the bathrooms are like an experience in Vegas. Everything's <laughs> it's an so experience. Not. Well, they tried to get you in with cheap. It's all about the casino. It's getting you in with the cheap food, the cheap
0: buffet style las vegas buffet style <laughs> yeah. is like a huge thing but
1: it's like cheap food the cheap um entertainment it's all about getting them in for the casino spend the money it's like some places it's like the drinks are free drinks because you're there to gamble it's like if you're gambling money you're going to spend more money on the casino than yeah. you are on a, any drink we try to sell you and this begins this like this movement of like the treasure island free pirate show out front well the first crazy casino was like Caesar's Palace where you walk in and you're in Rome people are wearing togas <laughs> as they wait literally yeah there's the sky sc- the ceiling is painted to look like the Roman sky There's statue There's spectacle it's like you're entering a different world which then you get into the casinos like you have the Paris and all these different the, that giant pyramid but it was Taj all Malt. about the spectacle the, um, the gold nugget was one as well that got knocked down the um other ones as well excalibur you're yeah and then even evil there's stuff like the mgm grand which the spectacle was all think of i mean it's in an oceans 11 but i was even looking at it now it's like the fights of the at the mgm grand it's like boxing rings is like the spectacle to bring people to las vegas yeah it's a stage so it's a like stage for things when architects look at las vegas they're kind of like oh what it's like what is this place it's purely just garish consumer fake knowledge
0: are you pulling influence from that are you going to have togas incorporated in some of your styles
1: (laughs) no but it's just like people vegas is designed to bring people in it's not designed to look beautiful beautiful from an architectural standpoint It's to look beautiful and memorable to the average viewer standpoint and I think Vegas is honestly uh, a magical place in, a, in its own way. Um, a famous architect who recently died, uh, Robert Venturi, he and he studied Las Vegas and he wrote a book on it called Learning from Las Vegas. Oh, I've heard of that book. Yeah. Wait a minute. What documentary did you watch? Was it in the documentary? No, it wasn't in the documentary. That,
0: that book, um, Venturi, I watched a documentary about
1: him. He's a really cool guy. He, um... He was from Philly, Philly area. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know he why died, I was watching it recently. He died last year, actually.
0: Maybe that's why it was up. My dad and I were talking about it. He, Do you know what Googie architecture is? Yeah. Like that retro California style. I feel like he had something to do with that, but I don't know. That's a different thing. But, but he like,
1: studied Vegas and he learned. He learned how like people move through Vegas and like what Vegas really is. It's like people can identify what they're doing and like what's going on without even thinking about it because of how Vegas is just designed because the setting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot we can take away from Vegas. I mean, it's a interesting place with a lot of history and it starts, you start to debate how much prevalence it's going to have in the future thinking of like where the movies world is moving to is there really still a place in our future for a city like las vegas i mean they've gone more i'd say family oriented in the most recent years of like the past 10 or so
0: i was gonna say before it didn't seem like the most family friendly place i know a lot of like sports tournaments are out there for kids like soccer travel soccer and all that
1: um, but now even like the shows and the events of like the gymnastics, the art, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, that's family stuff. It's a lot different than the showgirls on stage dancing. The flapper around. girls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Vegas. Well, Vegas is always a step ahead of the world. I feel, and they identify the trends. They have to in order to like stay on top and bring people in. And be the best place to house things. Modern. So, I think we're gonna have to keep an eye on Las Vegas for the next couple of years because who, re- I don't know what's coming next. I don't think you know what's coming next.
0: But no, but I have to get out there for sure. I want to check it out. Well, don't know if I want to gamble. I feel like I'd get addicted to gambling, Thomas. To be quite honest.
1: Well, I mean, you <laughs> identified the poker chips on my desk already, so maybe that's the start. Thomas has been getting into it. What have you? Have you been practicing? <laughs> oh, we played a little poker during the school. We, you know, a little no real stakes you know would
0: you say you're good at poker
1: no no i'm not i'm not bad at poker i don't how about this i don't need to look at the cheat sheet to know what i have okay okay but that doesn't mean i'm i'm walking away with the whole pot every time poker championship maybe someday well poker is a game that you're playing against other people so if other people are good you stand no chance yeah sometimes you just got you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them you've heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I have for Vegas, Matt. I'm sure you have something else to bring to this Something dramatic, Thomas. Something quite dramatic. Something shocking, actually.
0: Soap operas. Soap operas. They'll make you cry. They'll make you laugh. They'll make you feel. The Days of Our Lives. The Days of Our Lives. What are some other ones? The Days Uh, of Our Lives. The
1: Young and the Restless. The Bold and the Beautiful. General Hospital. Classic. Those shows have been going on i swear since the dawn of time
0: (laughs) i yes and thomas that's the truth they have been going they've been going longer than television has been a thing they first started out on the radio believe it or not so a soap opera is actually categorized as an ongoing drama series on television or radio it could go either way i wish we had radio story shows now i mean essentially that's what podcasts Podcasts, do and I'm, i'm gonna start a new crime one probably tomorrow but you know what the, the soap opera of like a, a fake story that's outrageous that gets you going that captivates you there's not that that many radio shows now maybe in different countries like uh, Latin American countries they love their soap operas telenovelas but for TV it's still a very strong thing there are many shows that I've seen many people in my life watching and I'm like what is this it's a soap opera so what is a soap opera why do they call it a soap opera
1: it's a soap
0: opera is that maybe mean to like
1: you? when you st- you're, like, standing on the soap box. You're telling your story. That's kind of what I always thought it as, But I'm sure maybe it's something to do with a bathtub or something. I don't it's,
0: know. A, it's a bit – unfortunately, it's a bit kind of a misleading gender role type of thing. The term soap opera originates from radio dramas being sponsored by soap manufacturers because they were aiming at housewives who stayed at home they wanted them to buy soap
1: oh and it's so never, that's, it's never gone away and too. it's never
0: gone away and they still call it a soap or telenovelas are like like television stories which yeah. is the latin american term which is a very real thing because that's what it is a t- tv story so they were first aired on the radio um all the way back to the 1930s painted dreams was the first soap opera to be heard on radio um, Clara Lou and M were the first soaps that got their national broadcast on radio. Um, BBC Radio's The Archers first broadcasted in 1950, and it is the world's longest-running radio soap opera.
1: It's Whew.
0: pretty radio, crazy, right? So, so um, and then the longest uh, television broadcasted one is Coronation Street. It first broadcasted in 1960. Um, to date it's the longest soap opera running 50 years and the actors who first debuted are over 75 years old wait so they're now. still
1: going they're still
0: going yeah are th- is it the same people in it I mean some people died <laughs> which is crazy can you imagine being on like you know when we think of TV shows we think of like our Disney and Nickelodeon shows growing up and like yeah those people they do like maybe five seasons of a show and then they get too old to do it you know and they move on
1: I just think of, like, when you have a show that's running that long with the same people in it, it's no longer, like, a made-up fictional story. It's the story of their lives. You know, you see them grow old on their TV screen with you. That's the thing. That's so captivating. You know, when I think of soap operas, I'm like,
0: this thing is as corny as can be. Like, this is so ridiculous, like... Of course, you know they're going to split up. You know they're going to find the neighbor and the one other neighbor are going to get together and all that crazy stuff. But, like, why are we still analyzing it and captivated by it? Because that's the point. They have a formula to hook the viewers.
1: That's what it's all about. It really just never ends, too. I
0: feel like. And that's the biggest key factor the open ended serial nature is the strongest factor of a soap opera it's so open ended every episode will end on a cliffhanger it's one continuous narrative
1: how often do these shows come out is it like once a week or is it something more like well um, it depends on the
0: it depends on the show but many times it's a a weekly aired show um, Monday through Friday um, in America it's broadcast in the afternoon Um, they're called daytime serials also because yeah. daytime television, because they picture like the housewife traditionally being home or whatever to oh, watch it and entertain the, while they do laundry or whatever. Yeah, it's
1: the shows that are played at a time that you normally aren't watching TV.
0: No, it's not the it's not the Twilight Zone exciting late night thing, you know. No, that it's the, whole the show that's
1: on at like Noon. eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, eleven yeah.
0: o'clock that you're like turn the TV on and you're doing work. In the UK and other countries, the soap operas air in the evening, twice or three times a week. That's like typical. So they they like them no matter where you are in the world. So that open-ended serial is the defining nature of the soap opera. Um, uh, Man Albert Morin says that the form of television that works with a continuous open narrative, each episode ends with a promise that the storyline is to be continued another episode. And many times the episodes, the same story within this whole show can continue for like multiple episodes. So like you can have the full length story of all of the character development. But then within that, like four episodes could be dedicated to like Johnny and Barbara or Tom and Jimmy. How long
1: are these episodes normally? Normally
0: they're like an hour long.
1: So it's like a pretty lengthy show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there are other versions of of soap operas, telenovelas, like in a school I volunteer at, the kids are obsessed with this one telenovela, uh, Rosa de Guadalupe.
1: Rosa de Guadalupe.
0: And it's about like, individual story it's almost like so you know black mirror yeah every episode's a different story it's kind of like that but like the premise of the show is very corny because it's a soap opera and they have problems and like the underlying theme in every episode is that they like they pray to like the virgin guadalupe and and then they're like saved or whatever and it happens in every episode and these kids (laughs) and their families like love this show and i'm just like what is this but It's a, you know, watch it and you get kind of hooked in it. It's weird.
1: I feel like telenovelas are something for the family. While the soap opera, I feel like no one really was watching the soap opera. But have you watched a soap opera? Like, I feel like the style, the visual style of a soap opera is very like It looks cheap. It looks. But also, and plasticky. Yeah. But also that's the style. That's what they do. Because it did start out low budget something about like the light something about the lighting and everything about it the acting the music i think the frame rate is too high i I feel like it's not
0: cinematic enough you know
1: yeah it's just something about it just always seems off and (laughs) i can never like pinpoint what it is but whenever i put it on i can tell like oh i'm watching a soap opera not because of like i know what the title of the show is but just like the visual style of how it looks i'm like This is Soap
0: File Their faces look shiny in the lighting. A very fluorescent lighting.
1: I I just... To make a point,
0: I think telenovelas and soap operas and daytime serials are just prime examples of story beats production, almost. Because millions of people watch these shows, but they don't stop watching it because it's a tacky setup, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's also not a show that you'd see on netflix or amazon or hulu it's very much something that's serial television that you watch once a week on on those channels i'm yeah.
0: trying to think hallmark is huge
1: but like netflix isn't like trying to promote a telenovela because that's not the point of a telenovela it's the serial story yeah a story that comes out like every week it makes you think how <laughs> when was the last time a new one was invented like, I feel like all these shows are long-standing shows. They just keep going. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you're not going to replace Days of Our Lives or the show that started in the 60s. You're going to keep going and going and going What's what already is established. Imagine the difference of starting a show before technology,
0: like with phones and stuff and then having the phones show up on the show. It's the yeah. difference. It, literally, you went through a cultural transition within the show. You can't ignore that. You have to keep up with the modern kind of presentation of it.
1: But those, I feel like those types of shows, you'll never see all of it. Rosa de Guadalupe is on Netflix, by the way. Oh, and, it is. And
0: YouTube, it's like the most easily accessible. That's why I've seen so much of it. The kids just put it on YouTube, and they're watching. It. I'm like, what is this show? It's ridiculous. I feel ridiculous, like a lot of the times get
1: hooked. Those shows are on public broadcast television, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not like HBO is making a new serial. And think about
0: it, the writers. Yeah, you can plan a season out, but normally these seasons are so long. They they used to be writing week to week the storyline for the next episode, you know?
1: Now, did they just constantly go or were they were there breaks?
0: You know, there're breaks between seasons because there are seasons. There are seasons. Normally, these shows, these big big shows have only like 5 seasons, but they're like 250 episodes in a yeah, season. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's thinking. like unreal.
1: It's like you take you have to take a break at some point, right? yeah
0: so soap operas typically end on some sort of cliffhanger and the season finale which is huge if a soap incorporates a break between seasons there's a huge season finale that's a major quality of the soap opera um it ends in the same way with an even more big cliffhanger if there is a finale um only to be resolved when the show returns for the start of a new yearly broadcast so interesting i i'm very curious to sit down and see like you asked are there any new ones i mean what's is there an equivalent to a soap opera now today that netflix is putting out i don't think the soap opera style comes from the age of it itself
1: well what's wild is like i took a class on television last semester and all the shows that like i was hearing about like coming soon they're all shows on like Netflix, Hulu, streaming, and Amazon, yeah. Yeah, streaming platforms. It's like, when was, when was the last time I heard about a show that I wanted to watch on TV was the show called Revolution, which like all the power went out, but I never stuck up with it. But I feel like since, I mean, Game of Thrones is over now. It's like everything I watch is on stream television. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was
0: just watching Trailer Park Boys and I'm wondering like, have you seen Trailer Park
1: Boys? Like one episode. It's
0: similar to, <laughs> It's like a camera crew following around these guys in Trailer Park in Canada, and it's similar to The Office. Is The Office uh, The Office is a sitcom. I don't, I don't even know what determines what makes a sitcom a sitcom. It's, it's similar to a soap opera. It's just not as cliffhanger esque, and it's it lacks a lot of those certain qualities that serial progression and everything. But there still is
1: a progression. Yeah,
0: but it's a specific style to the soap opera.
1: Well, maybe I'll have to watch a soap opera one day, Matt don't yeah. know when that will be maybe when I'm, i'll am i be watching episode 600 of guadalupe
0: or days of our lives or yeah. something yeah definitely i think uh with this summer you can sit down and, and really analyze something maybe we could make one that's Ooh, maybe i think that's the point of soap opera anyone can do it if you can get dramatic do it but <laughs> <laughs> head to vegas film a soap opera see what happens
1: come back and tell us how it goes but i think that's what we have for this week's episode absolutely and We'll see you guys next time for another Two Topics. See ya in Vegas. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Roosevelt. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at com.
0: For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com.
1: See you next week for another
0: Two Topics.